Well, here we are. We're uh, well, 12 months and counting, less than 12 months now from the Paris 2024 Olympics. The countdown has begun. It's an exciting time. It's an exciting time for everybody. And I think Paris is going to be even more exciting because after Tokyo, it's going to be a whole new level. Fans will be back. Uh, it'll be a true Olympics once again. Of course, it's a nervous time for the athletes. It's all about earning those quotas first and foremost for your country. And then once you do that, you've got to earn that spot on your Olympic team. Uh, a man who will be giving it his all, and he's probably in the form of his life right now, is Ryan Wesley, the uh, canoe slalom paddler from Great Britain. Mate, I, I mentioned you're probably in the form of your life at the moment. Uh, what a great European Games you had. Yeah, yeah. Um, try not to get too ahead of myself. It's only it's only one race. Um yeah, it was an awesome race to be part of. Um, definitely a bit of a new experience for me. And, yeah, having a run like that in the final is, you know, what what you sort of dream of and gives me a lot of confidence going into the, the second half of the season and our home world championships. Now, the funny thing is about that, Ryan, and, and some people mentioned it at the time, but you'd had a bit of a an injury worry leading up to that. There were some questions over whether you'd actually even get there. Um, training for the World Cup in Tartson and we were having a bit of a play session on the top drop and I was getting a little bit carried away and made made a mistake and jarred my shoulder pretty bad and had, had to fly home for a scan. Um, fortunately, it, <laughs> coming off the back of the scan, they said, there's plenty wrong with your shoulder, but nothing new. So, um, yeah, I think I just strained it really badly. Fortunately, I was able to get some good rehab in with our physio back home and then flew out late to Krakow. Um, yeah, I was going into that race with no real expectations, just happy to be there. Um, maybe I need to try that more often. Well, I was going to say, do you, do you think that actually made a difference? That, that, you know, because of your lead up, you didn't really have high expectations for yourself. Maybe you were much more relaxed, Ryan, than usual. I think so. I think it come off the back of such a good winter with the new coach, Campbell Walsh, and training partner, Joe Clark. We were coming into the season, like, really feeling confident. And I don't think I knew quite how to, to deal with that. And I think I was got into those first couple of World Cups really overthinking things and not really paddling like myself. And then, yeah, like you say, having that injury and you just kind of sit in there and it's just, oh, well, it doesn't matter. I just go out there and try and paddle my own race. And it seemed to work well for me. Did you learn some stuff about yourself just in that race and, and how you handled it and, and what you did? Yeah, I think probably stuff that I knew already. I think for me, the biggest run is always the semi-final. Um, I always feel super confident and comfortable once I'm in the final. You know, it feels like there's a race there to, to go out and try and win. Um, it kind of feels to me like there's everything. Um, and it's just a really enjoyable experience, whereas that semi-final run is kind of feels like the big, the big thing for me. If I can crack that one, then I, I know I've got a good chance in the final. Is it frustrating, Ryan, because, I mean, everybody who's seen you paddle, we all know what you're capable of, and we've all at some stage seen you lay down a run that, that you know, blows everyone away. Does it frustrate you that that probably you've not got the results in the past that you know that you're capable of? No, I think that's slalom, really. I think yeah. Yeah. being able to be fast is one thing, but you've got to be consistent and you've, you've got to be able to do it time after time. Um, I'm super grateful in my career that I've had all of my good runs really have come at good times. Um, you see plenty of people get really good qualification results and just not quite end up with those runs in the final. But 
for me, fortunately, most of my, my best runs have come when it counts. Yep. Um, yeah, obviously, you always hope for more, but no, I think I've, feel like I've probably overachieved in my career, really. Really? Yeah, I think, well, I don't know, it's hard, there's been some, like I said earlier, really, I suppose my, it feels like always my best runs come in the final. Yeah. I'd like to say it's planned, but maybe it's not always. Um, so no, I, f- I feel like I'm, yeah, pretty happy. I think the only big thing for me is just, I came off a really good season in 2018 and then really struggled in 2019 off the back of a shoulder surgery and just never really got that confidence back. Um, so I think that was probably the most disappointing season of my career was kind of feel like you've got it cracked and then you come yeah. out the next year and it just wasn't quite there. Um, but to find myself back in the position I am now feeling, feeling good again and, and enjoying the races and feeling like I know what I'm doing is yeah, a great place to be. Take, take us back to that season when it all sort of after that surgery. That Were there times, Ryan, that you thought, oh, well, you know, that's my career over. I, I need to find something else to do with my life. Uh, it was more after after sort of going into COVID, I suppose, that the, um, yeah, definitely coming off the back of Olympic selection in 2019, I was, you know, devastated. Um, I knew I'd had, obviously, the injury issues, but that wasn't what cost me. I just wasn't good enough that year, didn't paddle anywhere to my ability and was really frustrated and then sort of took a bit of time off and slowly started getting back into it. And then on a training camp in Dubai, I picked up a, another bad shoulder injury on my on my left shoulder. Um, and it was like, oh, that's not good. And then we sort of hit COVID. And it was at that point I was kind of looking at getting surgery done. Then obviously COVID comes along and stops that. So I then had about a year there of, um, you know, doing very little training, very little in the boat kind of every time I tried to get back into it, it was like one step forward, two steps backwards. Um, Couldn't manage a full training session, couldn't get anything more than one session done a day. And I was like, this is just no fun. Um, Like the whole point, like, you know, I want to be good. I want to be competing at the top. I want to be racing in those finals. And if I can't do the training, that's not going to happen. That sort of spiraled out of control, really. I think (laughs) through COVID, through 2020 into 2021, I think I put on about 10 kilos, 10, 15 kilos. Oh, right. Just like there for pretty much no reason. Um, end up having that, that shoulder surgery in March of 2021. Um, and then after that, it was a bit like, okay, well, I think I'm done now. Me and the missus had sort of looked at other jobs, like found other jobs and were planning on moving out of the area. Um, and then, yeah, you know, I was still training a little bit at this time sort of was with uh, obviously my training partner Joe Clark we've been paddling training together now in a group since 2017 but you know we've been like paddling together for much longer than that and he sort of had a word with me and was like well if you're here you might as well at least give it a go so coming into the start of last season I was like I'll give it one last shot then I had a training camp in Dubai I was like I'm just going to do the training I want to do if the body falls apart then I'm done and I'll call it if not, I'll give it one, I'll give it, you know, another cycle. Um, fortunately it held together and yeah, it still felt like a long way back, but I was, you know, back enjoying my training again, uh, coming into the season last year. So you, you mentioned there about how you felt after 2019 and you were training with Joe and he also had the, the disappointment in 2019. Did, in the end, did that work in your favor? Having someone else there that you knew what he was going through, he knew what you were going through and you could, you could compare notes. 
Probably not really, because I was probably just even more gutted for him as well. <laughs> At least that, you know, it would be like, it was, oh yeah, it was obviously nice to have someone, but I'd have much rather him gone and, you know, could have enjoyed that rather than, you know, being upset for myself and being upset for him. So did you, did you watch Tokyo? Was it hard to watch for you, Ryan? Uh, yeah, I watched it. It was, yeah, definitely very hard to watch, obviously, especially the C1 race. It's just, the Olympics is such a different, ball game obviously I'm speaking purely from watching it I've never competed in one but it's just looks like it looks like the type of race that would suit me like maybe getting into the final is just a little bit easier than world championships but once you're in there if you want to get a medal you've got to lay down a run and I feel like that's what I'm good at um and I always I always look at the courses and think they look exciting and certainly the Tokyo final course that they set was looked a tough one I would have loved to have had a go at that and it's interesting, the point you make, Ryan, and it's a good one, that, uh, you know, the World Championships are often, much, well, not often, they are much harder than the Olympics because, you know, countries can only send one athlete. And, I mean, just look at look at Great Britain, for example. You've got two or three world-class canoe slalom athletes and only one of you can go. And it, it, it can be heartbreak because these are guys that you're traveling with, you're training with, you're racing with all the time. Yeah, I think, yeah, the Olympics is just so much different, I think. It is easier in a way, but it's also so much harder. The pressure that's on you, only having that opportunity once every four years. And I think everybody that's there is going to be on the form of their life. Um, so yeah, and I mean, but it's just the way it goes. Not everyone can be there. I think part of what makes it such a good event in the slalom is the fact that only one boat per nation gets to go. I think that, that if it was just the same as the World Championships, I don't think it would quite have the same allure or the same excitement about it. And so we we are one year out now, Ryan. How are you approaching? I mean, I know athletes say, "Oh, you know, I'm, I'm not thinking about. It. I just want to, you know, get to the World Championships, etc." But hard on, hard on, hand on our heart, it, it's very hard not to think about the Olympics. Do you think about it a lot? And the fact you haven't been there, what 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 does it mean for you? Um. Yeah, I suppose I would say I'm actually in a place now where yeah, I'm not thinking about it too much. Definitely going into Tokyo. It was all I could think about. 2018 going 2019, it was all I could think about. That was the reason I was doing it. Whereas now I'm much more in a place of just trying to enjoy the races and hoping that that gets me there. Um, you know, don't want to make the same mistakes I made last time. We're really fortunate having a home world championships. That's like a really cool focus for us British guys. It gives us such a big home advantage, I think, and a real good chance of, you know, getting some world championship titles on our home course. So I think that's providing like good interest before. For me, I know if I get a good result there, then I'm going to be in a, a really strong position heading for Olympic selection or for Olympic selection. Uh, and then I'll think about it afterwards. It's, uh, it, 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 I mean, canoe slalom since London definitely in the UK has stepped up a level, hasn't it? And, and just seeing some of the... The build-up, you had Joe winning the gold in, in Tokyo, of course. You had Mallory picking up a medal in, in – um, in, in, sorry, Joe winning the gold in Rio and Mallory picking up the medal in Tokyo. It it must be good being in a country, Ryan, where people follow the sport closely and, and you have a strong fan base and everybody's interested in, in canoe slalom. Uh, yeah, I think we're really lucky. We get a lot of good family support from the athlete. Uh, you know, the athlete's families travel around a lot. Uh, we've also obviously got like a good base of, you know, ex-paddlers that always show up and, and support these races well. And then they do a really good job around Lee Valley 
of you know getting people in for the events. I remember the World Championships in 2015 had a good crowd. The World Cup in 2019 had a good crowd, and I think from what I'm hearing, they're going bigger and better this time. See if we can compete with the spectacle of Augsburg last year. Yeah, that I mean that was an incredible event for sure. You you said earlier on in our chat, Ryan, that you feel like you've you've overachieved, but uh, I mean if you went through your career and didn't make it to an Olympics, would that what would that mean for you? Uh, yeah, I would be disappointed. I think I think it's definitely the pinnacle of canoe slalom. I, I think I don't know if this is true, but I think I'd probably be one of the best British slalom paddlers to not go to an Olympics. Um. Which is kind of cool, but also, you know, I hope I hope I can not not be that person. <laughs> you'd be you'd be happy to hand that baton on to somebody else, probably. Sure, sure. You've got twelve months to go. We've got Lee Valley coming up in a couple of months. That's going to be the big focus for a little while. But have you mapped out uh, how you're going to prepare for not just Lee Valley, but then of course your selection trials? And and I'm not quite sure off the top of my head. You can tell me what what you have to do to get the selection for for GB. Um, it's never easy, I'm sure, and, and sometimes <laughs> it actually is way too complicated. But have you mapped out how you're going to approach it all? Yeah, so our, our selection policy is basically based off medal profile and international results from the 2023 season. Um, so the races last year and the races this year. Um, so it's ongoing at the moment. Uh, obviously, the winner kind of needed that for the Olympic selection. Obviously, Adam's been having good seasons, making lots of finals, winning medals. Um so yeah, I've got got to compete with that, obviously. Uh, in terms of like mapping out how we're going to do it, it's just do as well as possible at the races. I'm super lucky with Campbell. He basically takes a lot of that pressure on, and he's really good at getting the planning right. So I basically just tell him what I want to do, and he sorts it all out, um, which I like. Keeps my life nice and simple. Uh, and tell me, Ryan, what is it like? You mentioned Adam there, um, and of course before that, you know, we had David Florence, who who was sort of the the leading. Uh, GB canoe paddler what is it like I mean it, it's hard to not be competitive I suppose amongst your teammates but you, you want to also I suppose be friends and, and you know you have a lot to share but but is it challenging is it difficult when it gets down to knowing and you're looking across at a guy and you're watching him on the water and you want him to do well but you don't want him to do that well that he's going to knock you out of the uh, Olympics yeah. Yeah, I think we were really lucky as like a as a C1 canoe team. David Florence set a really good example. He was always super willing to work with us. He was a really good competitor, and you know he obviously had plenty of success, but he never felt like it was rubbed in your face. And the days when it didn't go well for him, he was always super supportive and like a real good, you know, team member. So I think he set a really good example for us, and we sort of carried that on. There definitely are times, obviously, at these big races where it does get intense. Um, and, yeah, I mean, obviously, I want to beat Adam. Adam wants to beat me. But I'd say, yeah, we're really fortunate that we do get on well. Um, and, like, in all the training sessions, it's just like normal. Um, yeah, I'd say we're re- really fortunate with that. It definitely pushes us on. I think will will help us compete against the international guys. Uh, and I'm sure when it comes to to, uh, to Paris, sorry, it will help us, hopefully, get a British paddler on the top step. And just finally, Ryan, you mentioned before you, 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 your wife and 
I mean, we don't hear a lot about the, the sacrifices that family make and loved ones make to support an athlete who is, you know, trying to follow an elite career and, and get to the, the games. But what's it been like for you and what's it been like for your loved ones? Uh, so I'm actually getting married in 17 days. Well, congratulations, mate. Well done. Thank you. But she will be soon. No, um, I mean, I wouldn't be anywhere near I am without my family, my uh, my parents, grandparents, aunties and uncles, like the support that they've put in, driving me here, there and everywhere, financially supporting me when I've needed it. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't be anywhere um, and supporting me at races as well. And the sacrifices that Alexandra has made, you know, especially when, you know, she'd looked at another job, she looked at a career change and she was excited for that. And then I sort of break it on her that I want to want to give it one more shot. And then she, you know, she basically dropped everything for me. So, yeah, I couldn't, couldn't be more grateful. And I don't know if you've seen the video. There was a good video from the European Games. She was out there supporting me. Um, and, yeah, I really, really couldn't do it without them. Uh, I assume, well, so you're getting married in 17 days. We're getting starting to get close to the world champs. Are you going to delay your honeymoon, Ryan, or what's the plan? Yeah, the uh, well, so I suppose if I make the Olympics, then the honeymoon won't be until next year sometime. Um, if I don't make the Olympics, then the, the honeymoon will be something to look forward to, and we'll probably try and get on that this year, get away for a little break. Well, either way, it sounds like a, a win-win. Is this... Is this is this your last Olympics campaign? Do you think? I mean, you're still early. Th- you're, are you thirty yet? You're you're thirty one or something. I'm thirty in about twenty five days. Yeah, yeah. So you probably got at least another Olympics campaign after this one, if if you wanted to. It'll be speaking to the missus, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds sounds like she sacrificed a lot already. So you might need to really get down on your knee. You, Definitely going to have to repay the favour. We're both country bumpkins, so I think we, we'd much rather live in the countryside than around Lee Valley. Yeah. I just, for me, it's so much on my body. If I can keep going in a way that I enjoy it, then maybe. Yeah. But if, if I can't train in the way I want, then I just don't get the same excitement out of it. Um, but, yeah, we'll wait and see. I have to ask, as a country bumpkin, how did you get into the sport, Ryan? Uh, my dad did it. He... Um, yeah, so I'm from the southwest of the UK. There's not really a slalom scene down there, but there there was when he was younger. Uh, so he sort of did it recreationally. Then he, he stopped and he joined the Navy. Um, so, yeah, we used to go paddling for fun. Uh, and then we happened to move to Yorkshire. Um, and, yeah, just happened across a slalom race. It's all, all luck and circumstance, really. Uh, and then from there, it's just, yeah, I was really lucky to... The club that I happened to join had some good slalom paddlers. I don't know if you remember Tom Quinn. Yes, of course. Yep. Yeah, he was he was there and he'd started slalom racing a couple of years before me, but he was like a great role model and someone that I was like, oh, God, I want to try and catch that guy. Uh, and then, yeah, it's been basically everything's just fallen into place since there. Yeah, well, the crowning glory would be, Ryan, I'm sure if you can, uh, well, first of all, win a medal at the World Champs on your home, on your home water, I think would be, That'd be pretty exciting, wouldn't it? But then also knowing that you've earned the quota for for GB, and then if you can follow that up and and get the gig uh, for Paris, I mean that would that would just be the cherry on the top, wouldn't it? Ryan, really appreciate chatting with you, mate. Thank you so much for taking some time out. Uh, I know it's a busy time. You've got a wedding to organise, uh, or you have you offloaded those responsibilities? Uh, no, she's she's done. <laughs>
parents is uh, they've allowed me to focus on the training and the, the racing. No, you're, I think there'll be a lot of uh, listeners thinking you're a lucky man then, uh, Ryan Wesley. Great to chat with you, mate. Uh, all the best over the, the coming weeks and months and um, heading into to possibly Paris next year. It's been great chatting with you. Thank you for being so generous with your time.